I wish everybody again a happy um, and a blessed Resurrection Day. Uh, this is a great day. It's one of the greatest days. It is the greatest day in my life in the sense that this day represents something uh, that happened for me, for all of us, that would never have happened had not Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life for us. If God the Father had not loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. This is big, and so we want to thank him for that. Um, I'm not going to say a whole lot today. Do you believe that? You know, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm honestly not going to, and uh, because um, our time is slipping away, we want to have uh, communion, and we've worshipped and worshipped, and I, as I said to Brother James and the team, hey, it's okay, let's just worship well, and uh, I want to thank you for doing that, and thank all of you, the team, all of the team, for what you've done here today, it's been wonderful, just worshipping the Lord, and and just getting in, into it. I want to say that, that I love this house. I love what God has done here. What God has done here is greater than what we have done in the United Nations. We've not been able to do it because you can only bring people together from different nations and different races and ethnicities uh, by the Holy Spirit. You can only do it by the Holy Spirit. And we want to thank God for that and want to say thank you so much. We travel around the world. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Many of our uh, brothers and sisters and partners around the world are watching us right now. And uh, in many countries, they do, they do not have the diversity that we have here in America. And when you have uh, so many uh, diverse people groups, you have um, a diversity of a lot of things. You have of good and bad. But, and it makes it a little more difficult to bring everything together. So I think that if, I don't think that America at proper can do it, but I do know that God can and that God is doing it. So I, I would like for us to continue what God is doing just by following the Holy Spirit, following him, and doing what Jesus says. Um, it is a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. We were singing one of the songs that said, um, Brother James, I think, was leading that particular song, and says, um, I, I see you in the moonlight, and I see your face. I mean, I've got it all backwards, but you know what I'm saying, you know. I mean, you know, singing is not my gift. So, uh, but anyway, in, in that beautiful face, it, it's an amazing face. And I want us to understand what that means. As I said at the first service, it's not like Jesus is so handsome. Sure, I'm sure he's good looking. But, but he is, it's not so much he's handsome. It's, so, it's that we see in his face all the attributes of God. That's what we see. Yeah. Yeah, we see that. You know, we, we talk about him being the lamb, you know, so we see great humility in that face. We see grace in that face. We see meekness in that face. We see mercy in that face. We see joy in that face. We see love in that face. Yeah, all of that and more. We don't have time to talk about it all. That's what we see in that face. It's great. And when you have, you know, uh, as we are, this diverse group here, I, I love it so much. All of my, my brothers and sisters from around the world, men and women of God, great men and women of God, they marvel at what God has done here. They marvel. They said they've never seen it anywhere, what God has done. And so I think that we have to walk in that, and that is following the Holy Spirit. And when we follow the Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He, that he makes us one. That's so big. And that's what this day is about. Jesus has made us one. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ today. So... Uh, 
um, I, I, I'll try to get to it. But if I don't get to it, if you'll come Wednesday, you'll get a part of it. You'll come next week, you'll get a part of it. Then you'll come the following Wednesday, you'll get a part of it. And, and we'll, we'll get to those things because the death uh, uh, of Jesus Christ and his resurrection changed the whole world. And as I've said, maybe even here in this service, it changed heaven. Uh, because uh, heaven had not had a resurrected man in it. And when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, Jesus Christ went to heaven as the first human to ever go to heaven. I know that there are people who believe that Elijah preceded him. He did not. He went into the heavens and he went into paradise. Jesus has to be, by definition of who he is, preeminent, that is having the highest rank. He is preeminent in everything, in life and in death and going to heaven. <laughs> yeah, he's preeminent. He's preeminent in everything. And, and, uh, and Jesus, being the Lamb of God, was, as it were, raised to heaven, uh, brought to heaven by God the Father as the first man to ever go to heaven. And he is the first man as a lamb that God said, sit at my right hand until I make all of your enemies your footstool. That's an example for us in that if we'll just sit where God tells us to sit, zip where God, <laughs> or be quiet where God tells us to be quiet, God will do the same for us. He'll make our enemies our footstool. The Bible talks about this beautiful lamb of God, and he says in Revelation chapter 5, you can find it later, uh, that, that John was being shown a scene. And in this scene, he started to cry because nobody was worthy uh, to open and read the scroll or to look at it. And so uh, nobody was worthy. No, nobody ever was worthy. And so John began to weep. And one of the elders who was showing him in this great heavenly scene said, Do not weep. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And so Jesus is the only being uh, that was in heaven, the only being that was on the earth that was able to loose, uh, to read, look at this book, to op touch the book, to look at the book, to open the seals. And, and uh, the, the angel said to him, don't weep because uh, the, um, um, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And so the Bible says in verse 6, Revelation 5, 6, And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. It's amazing. The elder said, the lion has prevailed. And he said, but I didn't see a lion. I saw a lamb. So this lion, that we have to ask ourselves, who is Jesus? This lion. Uh, he is a lion in, in, in office. He is a, that's, he's a lion in position. But in character and nature, he's a lamb. It is, a, it is the, the nature of the lamb that totally uh, destroyed the power of death and the grave. See, Jesus conquered death and the grave. Jesus is risen to die no more. Now, that is your victory. Post-resurrection, we get a little bit nonchalant about those things. You don't like, mm -hmm, you know, but that's big. That's a big thing that a man rose from, was the first to rise from the dead to die no more. Yeah, Lazarus got out of the grave because Jesus called him out four days dead, but he died again. Yeah, he died. He died again. But Jesus is the first one to get out of the grave, to die no more, to be brought to heaven, actually raised to heaven, to the right hand of God the Father, who is right now a living, breathing man, flesh and bones. He has flesh and bones. He is God Almighty with flesh and bones. 
and he is there interceding for you today while you are worshiping him down here. He is interceding for you. I, I like what Brother Stan said one time was one of our conversations. Is, is, and that's is that he is not up there talking to God. He is up there as a representative. That's his intercession as a representative. He, a man is there. Wow. So these are the things that we must remember on this resurrection day, on this Passover, uh, this um, uh, first fruits day that Jesus is the first fruits. You know, it's, since Jesus is the first fruits, what are you? You're the rest of the crop. You're the rest of the crop. You're the rest of the crop. Hallelujah, somebody in this house. Let, let me just say for those who, who are watching on, online or by television, you know, sometimes we, we get a little noisy here in the house. We, we don't promote being noisy, but we don't promote being, being mousy and quiet either. We don't do that either. But, but, but here, you should be free to express. You know, and if, if I, I was not joking, trying to get, make a nice joke when I said, as we were, the praise team was singing, and Sister Stephanie was leading, and, and she was leading, and, and forever. You'll be, and I said this thing. I felt like I was like rushing the stage. Well, what was I going to do once I rushed it? I didn't know. But I felt like rushing the stage. You know what I'm saying? You know, there, there are emotions, healthy emotions, Holy Spirit-inspired emotions. That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to sit up here like Jesus hasn't done anything for you. I grew up in a church where we used to sing a song, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I will never forget. No, never. Never. Some of us act like Jesus hasn't done anything for us. Maybe you didn't sink deep enough in sin. Maybe you weren't too, uh, too far from the peaceful shore. But some of us know what Jesus has done for us. Jesus has done for us. Jesus has done for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. We sure love you, Jesus. Thank you. Let me just summarize in Matthew chapter 26, verses 1 through 4. Um, it was... The Passover was very near. Jesus knew that he was going to be delivered up to be crucified. And um, the, script, the scripture says the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest. All of this was done. It's, it's almost like saying they all got, went to the pastor's house. That's what it's like to kill the son of God. See, the, 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 the Passover lamb was to be killed at 3 o'clock. And I like for people who get things all messed up and want to blame Jewish people and want to blame Israel. You know, that's just nutty. You know, the, the, the one thing we can thank God for is that, is that the Jewish people gave us Jesus, as it were, the person Jesus, and also the death Jesus. And without the person Jesus, without the death Jesus, we're still in our sins. Oh, come on. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus uh, tells us in John chapter tw four, uh, 12, rather, verses 24 and 27, to summarize, he says, unless a grain of wheat uh, falls in the earth and dies, it abides alone. And Jesus is giving us a lot of information about his uh, death and his uh, burial, his resurrection. He says it, it abides alone. And so what that, that means is this information also expands to you and me that when you and I die to ourselves, we can then produce fruit but without dying to yourself. You know, some, some men, I'm not going to say anything about the women today, but some men are just so selfish. 
you know, just so strong-willed and, and, and macho and, and strutting around. You know, if Jesus were to just take his hand back, you'd have no breath. You know, so why are we strutting out so proud? Okay, I didn't, I'm not going to preach that on Resurrection Day. <laughs> but I'm just saying, come on, yield yourselves to the Lord while you have a, a, an opportunity. You know, yield yourselves to the Lord and let the Lord change you. You know, I'm 73 years old, and the Lord is still changing me. Uh, I don't want to hear anybody saying, mm-hmm, you know, but <laughs> I thought I might have heard a mm-hmm. I wonder where that came from. <laughs> 73 years old is still changing me. And I cry out to the Lord, change me, change me. But I generally don't like what he sends to change me. But the resurrection guarantees that I will be changed. The, the resurrection guarantees it. I will be changed. I will not die like I was born. Hallelujah. And so Jesus says, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Should I say, Father, save me from this hour? He said, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. And I want to just say that you and I have come to the kingdom for a time such as this. That you, no matter what's happening in the world, I'm asking you today by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, do what he called you to do. Be who he called you to be. And all those things out there, those troublesome things that are happening to you, just, just let them happen and you keep being who God made you. It doesn't matter who comes against you. The, the, the scripture says, Sister Rose quoted it several times, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Yeah. And so Jesus is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? That's what the resurrection teaches us. Who can be against you? Let me tell you, let us be who Jesus says we are. And I'm going to end with this. I, I can't end without just talking about Jesus on the cross for a little bit. Jesus here is on the cross. He's on the cross, an innocent man dying for the guilty. He's an innocent man being, being uh, uh, killed, though he gave his life. He yielded to their brutal hands by the high priest, by the high priest, Caiaphas. 1,500 years of convocation, going through this every year of Passover. He should have known what that meant. He should have said, God, is there another way? I can't put my hands to your son. But he did. And Jesus is there dying. The thieves are railing. Priests are walking by mocking. They'll mock you too. Don't you come down from your lofty position where God has you as a son of God. They mocked him. Criminals re reviling him and one of them saw something. That criminal that saw something I believe represents us because we were just like the other folks but we saw something we said God forgive me of my sins and this priest this, this criminal said remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord says, today you'll be with me in paradise. But before that, he says, to those who were, were in, in charge of his execution, killing him, he said, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. 
Jesus stopped, as it were, the dying process or took time in the dying process to forgive those who were putting their hands to kill him. To forgive a dying thief. To take care of his mother. I don't know why he waited till the cross. But maybe he did it so it would be graphic. So that we will know that it's never too late to take care of business. Woman, behold your son, speaking to John. Why? Because Jesus' own family didn't believe him. Said to John, behold your mother. What a rebuke that was to James and his other brothers. Somebody said, well, that, he did it because Mary was still a virgin. That's not scriptural. That may be somebody's doctrine. That's not scriptural. At the ninth hour, right at the end, he'd been on the cross from 9 a.m. It was now a few minutes to three or about three. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So I thirst because he, he had to fulfill scripture. He said, I thirst. So somebody got a sponge, sour wine, put it on hyssop, put it into his mouth, fulfilling scripture in the first Passover. They had applied the blood with hyssop. God is saying to the Jewish people and then to us, Yeshua is your Messiah. Yeshua, the Jewish Messiah, is our Savior, our Lord, our God, our Passover, our resurrection. Then he says, Jesus says, in those last words, Father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. He is risen today. The angel says, he's not here in this tomb but he's risen just like he said and I want to say to you and me today all of us he's coming back just like he said 